This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor. Don't like your odds? Enjoy daily bet boosts on your favourite sports and make your best bet now at betvictor.com. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. Welcome back to the Turfcast podcast pregame show with me, Joe Rebbe. Now, things are starting to look a lot better, aren't they? Two wins in two for Burnley. And it's not just been two lucky wins in two. It's been two very well-deserved wins in two. Two very impressive wins as well. A win down at the Amex against a, a side that were apparently chasing the Europa League or the Conference League. Uh, and a win against Spurs. Uh, we nearly sent An- Antonio Conte to the job centre. He was nearly ready to quit. Uh, we've been playing very, very well these last few games, and not even just the last two games. Like I said on the, on the on the vlog, where we've got the wins, we've been playing well for a while now. Um, so fingers crossed we can continue that this week. Uh, this week, but it is going to be a tough one against Palace. You know they're doing quite well this season. Vieira's come in. He's you know he's changed things around. He's he's, he's you know they started playing a different style of football, and they've never been in any danger of going down. Really, you know they've never been in the conversation, and they're sitting comfortably in mid table. So. 
it's going to be a tough one for Burnley. But like I said, we're going into this one with a lot of confidence now from the games that we've been playing. They will as well, though. They've just beaten Watford 4-1 at Watford. But Spurs are feeling confident before they came to the turf as well, weren't they? They're just beating City. So, you know, it's not, it's going to be tough for Burnley. They're a good side of Palace. Every away game in the Premier League is tough. I know it's a cliche, but it really, really is. And I would take a point right now, if I'm being honest with you. But, you know, I think some Burnley fans will go into this, not expecting, but, you know, hoping that we can get three. And that's what a bit of momentum can do. Momentum's a really big thing in football, isn't it? So, fingers crossed we can continue that this weekend um, against Palace at Selhurst Park. But let's get into the chat, of course. This is the pre-game show. So I always bring a fan of the opposition on. Now, this is uh, the back of the nest. The lads at the back of the nest have been on this channel quite a few times, but normally it's D. D couldn't make it this week, so we have Patrick, and he's a Crystal Palace fan living in New York, and here he is. And just like that, joining me from the Back of the Nest podcast and YouTube channel is Patrick. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, thanks. How are you, mate? Yeah, really good, thanks. Especially now Burnley's form has picked up and the league table suddenly looking a lot, lot better. I I was I was very concerned. I'd even go as far as saying, you know, I thought we were pretty much dead and buried. I'd seen nothing to suggest that Burnley would stay up. Um, but yeah, thankfully now we are, you know, playing pretty well. And I've just seen a stat just as you popped into the room that Burnley right. are currently the third most informed side in the Premier League. So things are looking up for the Clarets. But let's have a chat about Crystal Palace because, of course, you boys are having a very good season. Currently sitting in 11th in the Premier League. There's been no danger whatsoever of you being uh, getting relegated. Pretty much just mid-table all season. Um, but your form recently, you know, it's been a little bit hit and miss. Obviously, you've had the amazing win last time out against Watford. Thank you very much for that, by the way. That was just just as good for us as our You're welcome. Win, so thank you for that. <laughs> um, but before that, it was a 1-0 defeat to Chelsea. You're unlucky in that one, to be fair, though. You played really well in that. Um, yeah. Then it was draws against Brentford and Norwich, a defeat to Liverpool, a draw against Brighton, um, a defeat against West Ham and then before that there was a 3-0 win against Norwich City so you've you know you've only won one game since that Norwich City game how, how do you right. see your form going into this honestly you know you mentioned about you know the threats of relegation I've never I've been a Palace fan for over 50 years I've never really worried about it probably less so this season than others because you know people talk about Vieira coming in and we'd be worried about it but I really wasn't um, as far as the form goes, you know, you, you rattled off the, the fixtures. You know, a couple of them were difficult ones. West Ham, obviously, yeah. is a top five side. We were down 3-0, came brought it back 3-2, almost got a goal late from Ateta, could have easily drawn that match. Obviously, Liverpool, <laughs> do you know how everybody knows how great Liverpool are? And again, even in that match, we were down 2-1 and that ridiculous penalty call on Jota kind of killed the momentum in that match. And then, obviously, we lost the, the tough game last Saturday to Chelsea, who, again, you know, say what you want, champion of Europe, champion of the world. I mean, yeah. to lose in the last minute like that, it's been something kind of typical of us, unfortunately. We've actually lost a few matches late, late. But the ones that, I, you know, people's point of point to lately have been the Norwich and Brentford, you know, teams that are down there with, you know, town at the bottom. But um, again, they were they were uh, away, away matches, two teams that are really fighting like you are, you know, to stay up. So I wasn't that disappointed. The form for me has been a little bit, iffy but honestly we won two games in the FA Cup which for me is a bit of a priority for me with the new manager and I think Vieira's done a great job you know him coming in this season being brand new bringing in five six brand new players changing the total style yeah. of play we you saw it I mean we you know we beat Watford recently and that and you know credit to Hodgson for keeping us up but that style of play for me was getting old so for me uh what Vieira's been doing lately uh despite you know uh 
if he results of late have been fine by me. I've been very happy with what he's done. Yeah, let's touch on Vieira then a bit more because there was a lot of noise in the summer. I think I was even guilty of getting caught up in it myself because, you know, you were... You had a new manager coming in. You had X amount of players out of contract towards the end of last season. The new manager would have had to come in and, and make a lot of changes. Then we right. decided, Then we saw that it was going to be Vieira, and then we knew that it was going to be a completely different style of play, so that even added that another layer to it. And then Vieira came in with not a great amount of good experience, you know, some some experience abroad and stuff. As a manager, obviously, as a player, you know, his record speaks for itself. Right. So... How were you feeling in the summer when you knew there was a new manager coming in that wasn't, you know, the most experienced in the world and you had so much work to do? I was very excited, honestly. Uh, like I said, uh, Hodgson did a great job with us, but it was time for him to move on. We had an aging squad last year. Um, unlike others, again, I told you, I'm from, I live in New York now. Uh, I used to live in South London, obviously, but I'm, I live in New York now. And I had actually seen Vieira manage over here for NYCFC. Yeah. So I knew he had a bit of, you know, a bit about him, changing his formations, the way he played I was excited, you know. We got we we lost a few of our older players, you know. Gary Cahill moved on, McCarthy, uh, Van Arnholt, etc. Wayne Hennessy's at, at your at your team now, and he brought in some really exciting young players. Mark Gahey this season, um, Anderson next to him has been really really good. Connor Gallagher, I, I can't I can't say much how much how great he's been for us, and just the whole change in style of play. You know, we play a four three three now. Um, with, you know, with Wilf out wide on one side, at least say, or are you on the other side? We've got Edward now to play up front with Mateta. You know, we've got ball playing centre halves, which has been great. We've got Tyke Mitchell at left back, much more exciting, you know, younger players. It's just been a great, great to watch. Again, it's a totally different style. I mean, the 4 4 200 Hodgson never changed. It just never changed. Yeah. I mean, watching the yeah. Watford game, that's how they play. You guys played, well, I guess it was a nil nil recently, right? And um, you know yeah. how they play. So just to see a younger manager come in with a different style, I've just been, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. And again, I just love the fact that even last week we played against Chelsea. He changed it to four to three one. We didn't get the point we wanted, but he changed the style around. We hadn't played that way all season. So to have a manager that's not going to stick to one system and you know utilizing the players he has has been brilliant for us so far for me anyway. Yeah, I think that shows that you're quite clearly a, a glass half full kind of guy. I think most people in a <laughs> summer of, you know, when there's so much change coming in, I, I know for a fact, say Burnley got rid of Dice this season and we had right. a, a relatively inexperienced manager coming in and we knew he was going to change. Because we're in a similar position now this season to what you were last season. Absolutely. Our squad's ageing. We need to get, we need to ship a few out. There's a few out of contract. So we're going to be, no matter what league we're in, with a, a quite a, a new sort of like, personnel next season and I know I'm going to be quite worried about it so that just shows you like a, a glass half full kind of person doesn't it I think it does but people who know me will say I haven't always been that way uh again under Hodgson <laughs> I, I gave him a lot of stick the last season I just did I could I couldn't take it like I told you I've been a, a supporter for a very very long time I've seen tons of managers come through tons I mean from my as manager was Burt Head and that was in the early 70s I mean it's been that long you know I under 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 Pardew there were parts that were great. Against the final was great, but after that, he was it was awful. So yeah. you know, we had Pulis, we've had Allardyce, we've had you know, we've had so many different managers. I mean, so for me, like I said, I was really willing to give a younger manager with um, pedigree as far as the players you said a chance, and I've and I've loved what he's done so far. Talk to me about your ambitions for the season then, because I know you you touched on it early. You said your priority now is the FA Cup. Obviously, that's a luxury that. We can't afford because A, we've obviously been knocked out. And B, obviously, staying in the Premier League is going to have to be the priority. Whereas you boys, right. obviously, like I said earlier, up in 11th, you've got that breathing space so you can focus more on the FA Cup. So is that your ambition then? Maybe get to the semis, the final, even win it? Absolutely. Again, um, I'm not 
totally eliminating the fact that we could, you know, drop into the relegation issue because it's something that Palace always do. But honestly, with our the way we are now, 11th place, there are a lot of sides down there. Teams like Leeds that are really starting to struggle, Brentford, etc. Yeah. Norwich. I'm hoping Newcastle go down. Um, you know, there there are tons of teams down there that I think we we can we can not worry about relegation. So for me, yes, an FA Cup run. We're now in the fifth round. We've got Stoke on Wednesday. I'd like to think we can get at least to get to the quarterfinals. And after that, you know, there's going to be bound to be a Premier League top side left for us. You know, a Chelsea, Liverpool, yeah. <laughs> Man City it's left. Case, but, isn't it? Exactly. So to get get to the semis will be brilliant this year. So that's my that's my goal, obviously. Do you think the squad and Vieira will have half an eye on this game against Stoke? Again, it gives you a bit of a luxury, no disrespect to Stoke, but they're a lower league team. So you could probably rest a few players in that one and play a full strength say, against Burnley and then against Wolves again the week after? Or do you think it might be the other way around? Could you have half an eye on the Stoke game instead of the Burnley game? It's a great point. You know, uh, Dean and I were talking about that the other day. I, I honestly would, with no disrespect to you guys, I would definitely have half an eye on, on Stoke and rest some players. Um, we've got a little bit of squad depth. We do have a couple of injuries. I listened to the uh, Vieira today. Right now, we only have Joel Ward out and Nathan Ferguson. They're basically both of our, uh, two of our right backs. We've got Nathaniel Klein yeah. who will probably play there. So he'll probably play tomorrow and he'll play on against Stoke. But honestly, that aside, we can we can rest. You know, we Benteke hasn't played in a while. He scored against you, two against you, you, got, you guys earlier this season. Edward hasn't played in a while. We can put him back in the lineup. Um, Ayu came back from AFCONs, um, has played, but he didn't start against um, Watford. We've got, um, we, we couldn't really rest any of our defenders because, again, with Gahey and Anderson, we only have Tompkins. He's been out for a while. I wouldn't want to necessarily see him come in. Uh, in midfield, um, uh, James MacArthur has, has been injured, came back, and has been really, really good since he came back, put a brilliant ball in for Will to score uh, against Watford. So he could probably start, didn't start against um, Watford. Gallagher's going to play because Gallagher always plays when he's when he's available. Didn't play against Chelsea last week. Kuyate's been brilliant since um, all seasons. Came back from AFCON as, you know, seven goal one. He's been on a high. So we can rest some players. Olise's been in and out. Um, like I said, you know, he, he plays on the other side with RU. So we can top. We won't really rest, rest anybody defensively, but I can definitely see us rotating in midfield then up top. Yeah, fair enough. Let's talk about Conor Gallagher then, because hey, your face, you've mentioned him twice. It's happened already. Your face lights <laughs> up when you talk about him. Me and D have got a running joke because I do some videos right. with fans bet and D. It always manages to shoehorn, no matter what the topic is, no matter what the subject, he will talk about Conor Gallagher. What makes this lad so special? Because I agree, he's a very good footballer. He was good at the turf earlier in the season and the goal he scored against Watford in midweek. It's just, it looks yeah. so simple. But for right. those of us who, even those of us who played football at, you know, Sunday League level, know how difficult it is to, to control the ball as you're fading and sending a defender another way and then just slotting it away. He is clearly yeah. a good player. So what, what makes him so special? His ability, honestly, uh, that is one. Just, his finishing is brilliant. He's got eight goals this season. He scored some, he's, he's honestly, he's got about three or four goals of the season already this season uh, for us. Um, his ability to get into the box, he, you know, he's a box-to-box -box number eight. He arrives late and he's always involved in, in even the first goal that Mateta scored, he was the one that crossed it in. He's involved in everything that we do going forward. Um, I'm very excited for the thing, honestly. I don't think we're going to have him next season. And I'm not one of those people yeah. who say, you know, oh, we're going to definitely have him. We've got to have him next season. You know, I didn't even mention him yet. Ebridge Eze hasn't played this season. Coming off an ACL injury. He's, he's similar to Connor in that he can create goals, can go box to box. So I really think Vieira's done a very smart thing in not rushing him back this season. 
funny enough, I think he might even, I think he might start tomorrow against you guys because he hasn't really played a lot. And I think he can play that Conor Gallagher role next year. But as far as Conor's concerned, you know, he's got himself into the England squad. He's going to go back to Chelsea. I don't see any way that Chelsea would just let him go at the end of the season without giving him a chance in their, in their, in their team next season. But having said that, they're extremely deep in the midfield exactly, positions. Yeah. I mean, I can see yeah. them, you know, going out and getting another midfielder from another club, uh, you know, and him not even getting a chance. But I, from what everything that Connor's saying, says he says the right things. You know, he, he loves being at Palace now, but he's going to go back. He's a Chelsea lad at heart, wants to go back there and play. But while we have him, I'm enjoying him because he's been brilliant this season for us. Yeah, he really has. And it's interesting, isn't it? I, I don't see how he fits into that Chelsea side right now, simply because, Same as way. you mentioned, they're so deep. But as an as an England football fan, I always want to see English players play for the top teams. And so I would love to see him go in there. If, like you said, you don't think you'll have him next season. But, but where does he fit into that Chelsea side? I'm not really sure where he does, to be honest. The only thing I'm thinking is that Kovacic and Junior are getting up there in age. So maybe he gets, he gets in there with... with mid Mason Mount obviously as a yeah. but again the, the only thing is they got I've heard there's you know they had Declan Rice in the past they're looking might be looking to get him back who knows exactly, they yeah. got the kid from Spain Negres who hasn't played at all they got him alone I think Atletico I believe he came from so I mean they've got and again they're Chelsea because so you know they're gonna they can they got lots of cheek we, we had a couple of seasons back they're gonna spend money because that's what they do yeah, yeah, fair enough. Let, let's let's get your thoughts on Burnley then, because of course, rock bottom for the majority of the season. Well, not the majority, but for the last few weeks, we've been rock bottom. All of a sudden, uh, an impressive win at Brighton, which I'm sure you would have enjoyed, Absolutely. and a, a, another impressive win. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. Mate. <laughs> uh, that, that 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 you were winning against Watford was just returning the favour. Then that's that's all. We'll no worries, no worries. <laughs> um, and but yeah, now now things are looking a lot more positive. Still a lot of hard work to do. I don't think any Burnley fan is going to sit there and say we're definitely staying up now. But suddenly it looks like we might be okay if we play like we have done in the last couple of games for the rest of the season. I'm I'm pretty confident we can stay up. But it's whether or not we do play like that for the rest of the season because Veg Horse has come in. He's he's sort of like changed the way that we play. Obviously, I, I appreciate you probably don't watch Burnley that much. I'm not sure many neutral fans do. Um, but we now have a striker that will come deep and pick the ball up in the middle. I'm sure the people who listen to this podcast regularly are sick to death of me saying this, but I'm just 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 saying it now for our guests. Like he'll come in deep into the middle, he'll put the ball up in the middle, and he'll help get the midfielders onto the ball. Wingers can now overlap and things like that, and even people in the middle like Josh Brownell and Jack Cork can now overlap and then Beggars play him in, and that's how he scored the goal against Brighton. And of course, we've got Maxwell Corney, good friends with uh, Wilfred Zaha, obviously both right. play for the Ivory Coast together. So, what are your thoughts on Burnley so far this season? First, I'll say I, I always rated Sean Dice as a manager. I know we were in for him. Well, not in for him, but we, there are rumours that he might even come to Palace this summer. So yeah. he's always done a really good job with, with you guys. I mean, a lot of respect for him as a manager. Um, you're right. As far as your results lately, you've, you've had some brilliant results lately. Obviously, the um, the Tottenham win has been massive. You beat Brighton again. Cheers for that. You know, you've got a point against United, um, you know, so... Um, point against Arsenal away. I mean, you guys have done a good job. And again, you know, you've got what, what, two games in hand, I guess, at this point, because you've got games uh, because of COVID, I guess. They're, they're... Yeah, we've got, we've got, it's just quickly look at it now. So Brentford have played 26 and we've right. played 23. They're the team that we're eyeing up to catch. We've got two in hand on Leeds, three on you, two on Leicester, no, sorry, none on Leicester, one on Newcastle. So it's uh, because of the COVID and a few other teams have been in a similar situation. Yeah, but Brentford, we are three games in hand on them and only four points behind them. So that's the team that a lot of Burnley fans are looking at thinking we can catch. 
Yeah, and again, the addition of Weghorst has been, I, I, you know, you so do I watch Burnley? I do because I'm, over here in America, you get to watch every game on, on a streaming yeah. service, Peacock through NBC. So I get, if I'm not watching Palace, and if I am, I'll put another game on my other TV and watch. So I, I do keep an eye on other teams because I'm a big football fan. So Weghorst was, has been really, a goal he scored last week was very, very good. I was very yeah. impressed with that. Cornet, again, he gave us trouble in that first match, scored a brilliant goal against us. And he's a quality player. You're right. He and Will for Friends and Ivory Coast. I really, really rate Cornet a lot. I mean, I don't even didn't even realize how good he was till he came to Burnley because I didn't really follow him away from yeah. from, from you lot. So yeah. So and, and and you know you've got you know experience in the back with Tarkovsky and me always give us trouble. You spanked us last season at Sellers Park. So I mean I'm not, it's not getting me really looking forward to it, honestly, because again, you guys are on the up. But again, I've got confidence in the fact that, you know, Vieira will find a way to play a system tomorrow that will keep us, obviously, uh, in the match. And hopefully, we will, you know, we can do as much as we can to, you know, get the three points. Yeah, it's, it's the Burnley Palace fixture tends to be a bit of a weird one the last few times. We seem to have Absolutely. had the upper hand recently. Obviously, there was the, the draw at the turf earlier in the season, which obviously, as an away side, you know, you could probably be happier with that than us. Right. Um, especially when we took the, I mean, said that you took the lead as well. But then before that run of games, you kind of had the better run against us. So it's been a bit of a weird one recently. We've won at Sellhurst a couple of times in recent years. Um, so what sort of game are you expecting though? Because that three-three at the turf earlier in the season was just kind of. I feel like it was a bit of an anomaly. I don't see it that was. ever happening again with Burnley it Palace. Was. I think it's going to be another tight, cagey affair. It's normally one-nil, two-one in it. So what sort of game are you expecting as a Palace fan? Very much expecting a, a, another uh, close match. Again, you're absolutely right. The three-three was was a was a was madness for us. It was going back and forth to have you know Gay he scored, you know Benteke got the two goals. Not something we normally do away from home, especially. Um, again, last last year's game, the three-nil. It, it it you guys were just just played really out outplayed us. I don't even think we showed up in that game. It was disappointing. But you're right. I'm looking at more of a of a one-one. 2-2 type match tomorrow because I think obviously we both need the, the the points um you know you're playing really well we we bounce back with that massive win against Watford and as Vieira has been saying if we can take our chances uh someone must do a hiding from us because we do create a lot of chances and we, we gave that to Watford so tomorrow I'm expecting us to 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 be offensively uh very very good we have to watch you guys on again I'm sure you know the stat on us we give up a tons of set piece goals but I believe you guys don't necessarily score from set pieces is that true so it's it's weird. Like for the majority of the season, like traditionally, yes, Burnley always score from set pieces. Right. But for the majority for the majority of this season, no. But we scored from a set piece against Spurs at the weekend, and we should have and had two us. goals. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So <laughs> it's it's weird. So yeah, if you guys are weak at that, we now seem to be getting good at that again. So that could be something that we exploit. Yeah, I mean, we we were very poor most of the season, and then we gave up a goal against Liverpool. I mean, Virgil van Dijk got a brilliant header. Then we next couple of matches we were solid again, and then we gave up another one against Watford on Wednesday. So it's not an area that we are very strong at. I'm not really sure uh, what the reason is. We don't score from our own set pieces. I think we've had 118 corners. We've got I think two goals from them all season. Which hasn't been great. Now one of them was um, Tompkins scored one. So we're not great on on our own. We've got to work on that because we get a lot of corners, a lot of set pieces. Our delivery's not great. At least it takes most of them. Connor Gallagher takes a few. Will Hughes. Well, I forgot to mention by the way, he played against Watford and played really well. Another guy who um who could come in tomorrow and, and do a really yeah. good job in midfield. So, but um yeah. But that aside, I mean, I'm expecting us again to create a lot because again we've got some really good players going forward. I just hope we can be better again defensively, and I think it would be a good match tomorrow. 
Yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. It should be a good one. I'm sort of like, I'll tell you what, we'll get into predictions in a second. I just want to Go quickly on. ask, because Palace have always traditionally, like Burnley fans still to this day, like I've seen a few people posting online saying, oh, you know, he's going to be struggle against Zaha. He's such a class player. But that's because Palace, for like the past however many years, have always relied on Zaha. But for the past like two, three years, you haven't really, have you? You know, you've been a lot stronger squad than what you have been before that. You've now got some better players. Conor Gallagher's probably the one that makes you tick more, but you've also got Eze and people like that. So, if you were to pick one person that we should look out for tomorrow, like a danger man, should, should I say, who, who would you say it'd be? I'm a massive Wolf fan, so I wouldn't say Wolf because, again, you know who he is. I would say if he plays tomorrow, it'd be Michael Olise. You know, getting okay. him from Reading has been a, a, a major coup for us because he's been brilliant this year. Um, didn't start beginning of the season. Vieira kind of bought him. He was 19 when he joined us. He's 20 now. You know, he's a he's left foot inverted winger, plays on the right side. But since he's been starting, when Wolf went off to AFCON, we were kind of, and, and RU went off, we were forced to kind of use him around the January time. And he just, he's been brilliant. He, you know, he's been great in both of our FA Cup wins. Um, was very, very good against Watford. And he, he's, he's a danger man. The only thing I'm thinking, he might not play tomorrow because he's played a lot lately. We might be saving him for the, for the Cup game. But if he plays, you're going to have to watch out for him because he's really, he's, he's very tricky. His first touch is brilliant. Because the dribbling is very good. He's a very good deliverer of the ball. So for players like Mateto and Benteke, love when he plays and he puts good crosses in. And he can score goals. So for me, I would say if it's not Zaha, tomorrow the danger man would be Michael Olise. Fair enough. Well, I'll definitely be looking out on the team sheet for his name then uh, come two o'clock tomorrow. But let's get into some predictions and I'll let you go first. Always let the guests go first. Bear in mind, recently, obviously, of course, we played Brighton. The Brighton fan from Albion Obsessed said, we are going to absolutely play a team off the park soon and, and comfortably beat them. So I'm going for a 3 0 Brighton win. And of course, after I clicked that up before the game, I didn't even throw him under the bus on purpose. I clicked it up before the game, put it out, and the Burnley fans all got out of it after the game and started sort of like laughing at him and saying, ha, you you're so confident. But uh, I'm always one of them. If you want to predict a Palace win, feel free, you know. I always predict to Burnley. I say I always predict to Burnley. People who watch this channel will know I very rarely predict to Burnley win. But if I'm on an opposition team's podcast and I think Burnley are going to win, I'll say I'm 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 one that I'm not really one for predictions, but I, and I'm normally sit on the fence. I'm going to do that today. Um, the way you are playing, as well as you're playing of late, and the way we finally got that win, I'm going to honestly think that's going to be a very tight game. But I'm going to go for goals because I think you know we can unfortunately leak them at times and we can definitely score. So I'm going to go for a 2-2. Um, I believe that we'll definitely score tomorrow because we've done well of late and I definitely think you guys will get at least one from a set piece. I'm really worried about Weghorst because we haven't seen him, obviously. And yeah. if Cornet, I watched Sean Dyche's interview today. I know he has a foot injury, but he said he might be able to play tomorrow. So I worry about Cornet tomorrow. Dwight, very good player. So I would say I'll go for a what they call it, a, a Desmond, a 2-2 two, two tomorrow. Yeah, Desmond 2-2. Two, two. I was going to say, I'll, I'll, I'll take a Desmond. I will take a Desmond all day. I am going the opposite. I'm thinking it's going to be close, okay. but I'm thinking it's going to be tight. I'm thinking nil-nil, simply because you played <laughs> last weekend, then you played again on Wednesday, now you're playing again on, on Saturday, then you're playing again on Tuesday. We're in the same boat. We're just playing game after game after game. I think eventually just burnout's going to catch up with some teams. <laughs> but you right. know what? I, it's one of them games, isn't it? We're away from home, so I, 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 you take a point in all your away from home games. So I'm going nil-nil, and, and there'll be some people giving me grief in comments, I'm sure. So let's say, you can't have it to win now. Um, but yeah, we've been playing very well recently. So yeah, I, I, I wouldn't raise too many eyebrows over you know a 1-0 Burnley win or, or even a 1-0 Palace win. I agree. They're playing agree. very well. So it's, it's one of them games that I do think can go either way. I really do. I'm really looking forward to it. I am too. 
should be a good one. But yeah, just before we go then, mate, um, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you, where they can find your podcast, where they can watch your content? Yes, um, I'm a, a member of the Back of the Nest crew, so you can find us on our podcast and all of your uh, podcasts, Spotify, Apple, etc. I'm also available on YouTube, Back of the Nest as a YouTube channel. I do the post-match match reaction show and I'm available sometime during the week with D, who does uh, great content for us on uh, YouTube. So check that out. Yeah, fans of Turfcast will know D. D's been on the channel quite a lot. And of course, those yeah. who watch us on Fansbet as well will be aware of D because he yes. was on the most recent one and he's on quite a lot as well. But thank you for joining us, Patrick. It's been a good chat. Always good to speak to, to fans who've moved abroad as well. It's very rarely have people on here that have moved abroad. I, I was New Appreciate York it. right now. It's uh, actually raining and uh, ice today, cold day. But I mean, not exactly a uh, beautiful weather today, but it is February, so I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. It's actually... It was it was snowing here yesterday, and it and it looks oh, okay. like M62, but it's it's a bit finer oh, now, as you can see, with some behind me. But yeah, but yeah, fun, like yeah. A, yeah, thank you for joining us, Patrick. I really appreciate it. And hopefully, hopefully, we'll speak <laughs> to you or someone from back of the nest next season. Absolutely. Good luck. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.